Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Come through, queen. I want to see you. Come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Come Through through Queen. Queen. This is episode 36, Bigot Bitch from Bedford. This week on Come Through Queen, yep, we're celebrating our favorite holiday movie, Family Stone, with an extra festive deep dive. And Fifth Harmony is over, and we're breaking it down from the Twitter statements that you need a magnifying glass to read, Chicken Nugget unfollowing Fifth Harmony on Instagram, the girl who looks like Laurel from How to Get, How to Get Away with Murder, claiming that she is being treated like a slave, and more. And Black China is apparently the Grinch that stole Christmas, Baby Dream, and some frozen Eggos. And over in Jersey, the Marchese family from The Housewives is making Christmas great again. Of course, we'll talk about our shows, The Real Housewives of Atlanta and Beverly Hills, and Vanderpump Rules. And of course, we'll show, we'll close out our show with our Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. Awesome. Brendan, how are you? Oh, I'm great. We just finished watching my favorite movie in the world. Yeah. Family Stone, which we'll have much more about later. Awesome. What about you? You feeling 22? Uh, yeah, my Christmas tree's in shambles. Oh, I think it looks good. No, it's a... I, I somehow bought a weeping willow tree. It's not as bad as he's saying no but like the la- the lower third of it is like drooping very sadly okay I... and we're still like a week and a half away from the iconic new year's eve party so like it's gotta go what we're gonna do is put a picture of it on twitter and no! take a poll yes i'm so embarrassed it's cute okay yeah with half the ornaments <laughs> removed wait so dan um what are you wearing to the fifth harmony is over party i'm wearing my brand new dorinda medley tote <laughs> Um, I love this party. It's the greatest party I've ever attended. Little mixers. So it's to back it up in case you don't know who Fifth Harmony is, which a lot of people might not be on the, that planet. They are the arch nemesis of Little Mix, which listeners have come through Queen know Should that be familiar by now. Know our allegiance to Little Mix. So tell us what happened. There's a lot that happened. So like, okay, like let's like. Well, I kind of want to set the scene a little bit. Okay. 
So, the <laughs> interestingly enough, the night that this all went down, um, my bedtime's a little early on the earlier side, and I know these Fifth Harmony girls, I think, probably live on, in L.A., so they're three hours uh, in the past, in the future. They also might be anywhere, anywhere around the world at any time. Uh, but anyway, so before uh, going to bed that night, Alex and I were watching, like, on we were on a YouTube, like, whole of uh fifth harmony and little mix comparison videos where they would like play like an acapella song of like one band and then the other band blah 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 this is a 33 year old and a 30 year old man oh my god or is he 29 oh 29 soon to be be 30 but you're you're pretty close but like you the fact that you guys are like in bed like looking through fifth harmony and little mix (laughs) comparison videos is bleak um, so anyway, like, it was just weird, because I never paid Fifth Harmony that much attention, and then we woke up to the news the following morning, Fifth Harmony is over, so let me read the original statement that, uh, these four girls, I, I did, I could not name them or pick them out of a lineup. The only one whose name I knew was Normani. Or Normani. Normani. I don't know. So, the four girls made this statement after Camila Cabello left the group. After four and a half years of being together, we have been informed via her representatives that Camila has decided to leave Fifth Harmony. We wish her well. I thought it was just Camila. No, it's actually Camila. Oh. Uh, You harmonizers have been there with us since the beginning. You supported us. You've rejoiced and cried with us. (laughs) You've grown with us. And with your love and support, we will continue on. That being said, we are excited to announce that we are we we will be moving forward with the four of us: Ali Brooke, Normani Corday, Dina Jane, and Lauren Jorugi uh, for our fans. We are four strong, committed women who will continue with Fifth Harmony as well as our solo endeavors. We are excited for our future, and we can't wait for what the new year brings. Harmonizers, we are in this together. We love you with all our hearts. Love, Allie, Normani, Dina, or Dinah, and Lauren. So, this was not a simple statement. This was an attack. An attack on... Camila. Camila Cabello. That little rat snake Oh my hybrid. god! <laughs> um, I, I, I woke up to like... No, I didn't wake up. I was like in transit to work with a bunch of text from people and i like glanced down and someone sent like 4h dot whatever and i like didn't click on it so like i actually thought they were changing their name to fourth harmony but i clicked on it later and i think alex had sent a link to like no, the 4h Jim, club it was jimbo who sent a 4h <laughs> club like the four leaf four leaf clover with an h on each leaf yeah like both members of the 4h club both active in the ffa that's dixie chicks lyrics i Literally never. From goodbye, <laughs> goodbye, Earl. Okay, so then what did Camila say back? And are you going to read the entire statement because it's a lengthy one? Uh, let's we'll see. Uh, if I get bored of it, I'll, I'll tune out. Um, <laughs> but what if our visitor, our listeners get bored of then, it? Then, then maybe they'll tune out. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, Camila. This is like I want to say late afternoon the next day. So she was like writing the statement for quite some time. Mm-hmm. She said, "When I turned 15... I had the blessing of being put into a group of four very talented girls uh, with four very, very talented girls. We were five strangers that weren't even aware of each other's existence uh, that were given a shot at one dream together. 
It's been almost five years, and the most important chapter of my life thus far, this is a 19-year-old girl, uh, <laughs> I am proud... I am proud of everything we've achieved together as a group and will always be proud of being a part of it. I was shocked to read the statements the Fifth Harmony account posted without my knowing. The girls were aware of my feelings through the long, much-needed conversations about the future that we had during tour. Saying that they were just informed through my representatives that I was leaving the group is simply not true. Just like the other girls said in their statement about their plans, I also plan to continue with my own solo endeavors in the new year, but I did not intend to end things with Fifth Harmony this way. As said, uh, as it is, as sad as as it is uh, to see this chapter ending this way, I will continue to root uh, them all on as individuals and as a group. I wish nothing for the best of them. All the success in the world and true happiness. And that's where a normal statement would stop. Yeah, but she continues on for another two paragraphs. I know. Um, um, any highlights in the next two paragraphs? Uh, no. She talks about carrying money, trophies, and social media fo- followers and fame into the afterlife. Um, she talks about working the next year on her own music and giving us a big chunk of her heart. And let it be known that she is a known member of Taylor Swift's squad. Yes. That's, I'm sure that snake was hissing in her ear. Um, so at this point, like, I think everyone was still on <laughs> the fourth harmony's side. Yeah. And then they released another statement. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Uh, this is actually even longer than Camila's statement. Um, I know. Can we like get, yes, we'll some get, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Okay. To our har- harmonizers. We know you are heart hurt and confused. We are too. We want you, we, we know you want answers, and you deserve them, as you are just as much a part of this group as the four of us are. The last thing we want to do is engage in a battle of we said, she said, but we've let our story play out in the press and on social media for too long. Mind you, it's been 24 hours. So to our harmonizers, who we care so deeply about, we want you to hear everything from us, unedited, not manipulated, just us, to you. And then they talk about how, how over the past few months that they've made an effort to sit down and discuss the future of Fifth Harmony with Camila, that she and her team didn't want to sit down and talk to them. They went to they, they were asking to do group group meetings that she refused to attend. They wanted, they wanted counseling. to do counseling. Group counseling, which she didn't show up to. And then... My favorite part about these statements, though, when they put them out, is they take screenshots of, like, a Word doc that's not saved. So, like, under the word so, it will have that little blue thing being like, you're yeah. making a grammatical error. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, you know, I do want to say, though, that they do say that in mid-November, we were informed via her manager that Camila was leaving the group. So, in their original statement, they said... Uh, we have been informed via her representatives that Camila has decided to leave Fifth Harmony as if like they were just informed that that minute. Yeah. But they were told like a month ago. Yeah. So the it actually all went down like they posted that the night after their final performance as a group together at like Jingle Ball Miami or something. Mm-hmm. So it's just like funny that they had to go and perform like all these Jingle, all together. Baller, jingle Ball scores together. Yeah. Um, and then the audio came out. So this was a story that just kept on giving about people like who, until this story came out, I didn't give two shits about, but now I'm like invested. I want to know, but like, I especially want to know as 
A mixologist. Yeah, because Dan is petty. Um, <laughs> so there was audio that came out of Lauren, who is the girl... Who looks like the girl from Hellergate with murder. And say so they're making decisions on a regular basis to fuck us you're over. You're not saying it. You're sorry. Not, you have to like dramatically Okay, say sorry. She's, she's, this is how she said it. She said, Dan's the only one allowed to read. No, but she says it like very dramatically. She's like, they're making decisions on a regular basis to fuck us over. To make us literal slaves. Literally slaves, Allie. Says a voice assumed to be Lauren. We're doing fucking labor every day and we see nothing. Whoever answers to the name Allie responds, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> the most interesting part about this story, I mean, the audio was like, it had me shook. She was but, like on a verge. I know, but then like the, it came out that there, one of them had to miss, one of them had to FaceTime into their great-grandmother's funeral. because oh, I they, think that was Faye Resnick. They, not the actual Faye Resnick. <laughs> Dan, you have all these nicknames for these people. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's like the, the one that's like a good 12 inches taller than any other member of this group. She had to FaceTime into her great-grandmother's funeral because she couldn't, wasn't allowed to like leave tour to like go to a fucking funeral. Yeah. Uh, although it's still a little problematic, Lauren's crazy yeah, statement. Like this, this like white Little woman. Slave. Yeah. Ugh. And she's the same white woman who was recently arrested in the airport for marijuana possession. Oh, really? Did you not catch that story? A lot has been happening in Fifth Harmony's world. A whirlwind. Um, and then what the, what's then the last little note? Lastly, I think it was reported just today, Allie Brooke, AKA Chicken Nugget, which is uh, a disrespectful thing to call a human being, by the way. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. She's just a little chicken nugget. Uh, she, unf- like, I can't believe, the- well, I can believe it, but the stands noticed that her Instagram account, her personal Instagram account, unfollowed the Fifth Harmony Instagram account. Interesting. That's how Ivanka Trump follows Carly Kloss, but Carly Kloss doesn't follow her back. Mm. Interesting comparison. Well, because they're, like, sort of relatives. I know. <laughs> um, a, a quick aside, I think it's interesting how this all went down. Right after the weekend, Little Mix was here in America for the weekend. And friend of the show, Jamie Missy, had the pleasure of seeing them do a live acoustic performance of... Jamie wasn't in the room when they did the yeah, performance. Yeah, she was. Nuh-uh. That didn't happen at her office. No, it happened in the apartment building. And she said she was there. I thought she just. I thought no. they just came to her office. It was in her boss's apartment, and she went there. She went to their the apartment. I think you mixed up the story. I think she went to the apartment for their holiday party the same week that that happens. I beg to differ. Okay, well, Cause ask I, her. Cause, no, because I was asking her like, did it seem like because even before all this Fifth Harmony stuff went down, I'm like very invested in the sisterhood of Little Mix. So I said, did it seem like they all get along? Like, were they talking to each other even when like they weren't being forced to talk to each other? She said, yeah, like they were all close, but it's very clear that Jesse and Perry are like the two sisters. Like they're best friends. Yeah, but that doesn't, that doesn't corroborate your story. How does that not corroborate my story? Because they came into the office. Anyways, we can talk about this offline. So yeah, actually, like, but go, like, your required reading for today is watch Family Stone, but also watch the paper magazine acoustic performance of Shout Out to My Ex and Touch. And Leanne has some of the best vocals she's ever had. Okay. 
Let's move on to Black China and Rob Kardashian <laughs> because we just spent like an aggressive, very long time on that. I mean, I went into the saying I could speak about Fifth Harmony for an hour. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, I think we woke up to s- Sunday, like Rob Kardashian losing his mind. Black China stole Christmas. He posted Instagram uh, photos of of Black China's face, like photoshopped onto the Grinch holding up a full Christmas sack of gifts that include uh, Dream, uh, Cairo, and Frozen Egos. That's like so disrespectful <laughs> to those children. <laughs> and, Rob's, and Rob's caption is, but she really stole my Egos and BBQ sauce and the whole freezer was full of Egos. But bring Dream back to her dad, please. She blocked me or else I would ask to see her. And she has the guard gate not letting me in the gate either. I miss baby Dream. The fact that Rob Kardashian mentioned his barbecue sauce and his egos before he mentions bringing back his child is really telling. Um, then he posted another Instagram of him photoshopped over Macaulay Culkin's face. Uh, say, like for the movie cover of Home Alone, a family comedy without the family, and and his caption is a family comedy without the family. Sad face. <laughs> what do you think he's gonna do for uh, Christmas? Well, uh, so I'm not gonna get into all the news. You could easily find this on eonline.com. It seems as though they reconciled, but the timing of this is very interesting because this all went down like sun, like Saturday night, Sunday morning. And, and then the, the baby special was Sunday night. Did you watch the baby special? I did watch the baby special. Did they show the part where they did the mannequin challenge? They did show that part. <laughs> um, but interestingly enough, the mannequin challenge implied that she was giving um, natural birth to the child. Mm-hmm. But she actually had a C-section. So like, it looked as if she was like pushing the baby out. Those um, tricky mannequin challenges yeah, never believe them. Don't believe them. <laughs> the one other thing I do want to mention from the... The baby special is somehow between the main series of Robin China and this baby special. China went from calling Chris Chris to she calls her Miss Chris every time she references her. Oh <laughs> and I was dying every time she said it. Like Miss Bliss. Like she had to like pay respect to M- Momager. Oh my God. What if that was in her contract? So, uh... I think they'll spend Christmas together. I think this, this was just a... And Chris has like a annual Christmas Eve party that's always a big deal. Although, apparently, uh, they're saying China's not invited to it. Oh, well. Because the sisters don't want her there. Hmm. They don't trust her. Well, once the photos start coming out, we'll see. We'll see, yeah. I'll be watching Kyle Richards' Instagram. Oh, yeah, because Kyle usually goes. Yeah. Friend, friend to the family. <laughs> You're about to say friend to this show. No, no um, she, she's not. So, from... Unwell Christmas to unwell Christmas. Oh, I mean, we we broke this a few days ago. Yeah, and we've also been reporting on the Marchese family and their antics. Their antics related to the Trump's America. Trump's America. Yeah. So, um, their family Christmas photo this year <laughs> is the one, two, three, four, five, six humans and a dog. A dog, like, being held by a thick chain. Yes, and it's, like, it's the 
the mother and uh, father with all their kids, and everyone's holding like an a assault machine. rifle. Yeah, like an assault rifle. They're all wearing red onesies. Red onesies, black cowboy hats, except the sole daughter is wearing a Joanne cowboy hat. Yes. She's got some Joanne vibes going on there. You stole that joke from Alex. I, I was gonna. I was, <laughs> I was literally just about to give him credit. Um, but uh, and Amber is sitting in a throne of sorts, looking very Jacqueline Larita. Yeah, she, she is giving me ja- new Jacqueline Larita. Yes, I mean like same doctor, I'm same sure. doctor, just like every city. And the caption of the Christmas photo is "Making Christmas Great Again." So we have some good reporting from our frequent source. Mr. Real Housewife. So, Brendan, can you tell us uh, what scoop he got? Jim told the site that the picture is, quote, celebrating brilliance of our founding fathers and creating the Electoral College, preventing criminals like Hillary from using illegals to cast votes, swaying popular count. Mm. Um, this Christmas, we are celebrating the Second Amendment and birth <laughs> of Jesus, he continued. Perfect combination. Two blessings we can all enjoy because trump was elected oh my god jim wrapped up with telling us that for all the liberal crybabies in safe place drinking hot cocoa or hot cider who have had an issue with it history shows 200 years ago kids these ages defended our colonies with guns pride love of god and of their country as you sit in starbucks worried about essential oils and post yoga poses pondering that or ponder that Christmas message. Then Amber also detailed that both her parents served our nation in the military and told us that, quote, her ancestors fought in the in wars that established this great nation. This card is a tribute to them and all who fought for our liberties. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> like she? Do you know she's actually on one of those... It's like marriage boot camp marriage or something. Marriage boot camp things. It's where all housewives go to die. Oh my God, like... I had only skimmed, skimmed that story before just reading it now, and Jim's statement Sandwich. really threw me for a loop. <laughs> well, you made it through. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. Um, I mean, we tweeted the picture, so check it out. It is a sight to behold, something to enjoy this this Christmas season. Make it great again. Make your Christmas great again. Should we move on to our shows, Daniel? Yeah. Is it time for... Atlanta? Yeah, let's get in let's get into the Newark airport, jump on a plane. Okay. Fly to ATL. Alright. So this episode was kind of um wasn't my favorite. Yeah. I, to me a lot didn't happen. Well, I liked I there were parts of the episode I wish there were more of. I wish there was more of Portia babysitting Dylan and Aiden. Yes. Um and then Portia telling Dylan that violence is not the answer when he started hitting his brother. Yes, I wish there was more of Cairo in a basement with his shirt off. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Um, no, but that that scene, I, I like got a kick out of Bob coming down and trying to cover him. And then scary Sheree, like, yassing her own son. She's the momager, and she was calling one of her daughters the the sisterger. <laughs> I think I actually do think that Cairo should deserve a modeling contract. He's like over Anwar Hadid. I mean, hello. Yeah, well, yeah, he's definitely more attractive than Anwar Hadid. I want to pitch a Cairo Hamlin photo shoot. 
Oh, Amelia. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Two up and coming fashion stars. Let's make that happen. We'll have more in the Hamlins later. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did like that. Candy made said that Phaedra belongs on how to get how to get away with murder with oh all, all the lies she tells. I've been. I will tell you. I've been saying this about uh, Phaedra. I know <laughs> you love calling out Phaedra's. But the thing is, it's so weird because she's like one of my favorite housewives. But like, I realize she lies so much. The whole story of the bomb makes no sense. I know we talk, we, we talked about that. Last yeah, time, but like, I mean, that's what they were recapping this time around. Um, we also have Cynthia at her house, which I'm happy for her. Yeah, I I thought it was a pretty house. Sure. Uh, I I one of the great scenes of this episode was Kenya and her dad in the cigar, uh, the cigar lounge. Oh yeah. And then. <laughs> I mean, so when Kenya's dad talks, it sounds as though someone pressed like the slow motion button on the audio because like he really talks incredibly slow. And he was saying, "Love is kind, love is peace." <laughs> like reading from the first Corinthians. <laughs> um, I liked all the family involved. I liked Portia and Todd, and when they went over for dinner. Oh yeah, Todd. I like Todd. Todd too. Todd 2.0. Well, yeah, like an upgrade. The 2.0 is always an upgrade. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you like him more than Todd. Oh, uh, of course. Candy's Todd. He's like a lobbyist. Candy's Todd does nothing but sit in a velvet chair at (laughs) Candy Coated Night Studio or whatever it's called. (laughs) They always have the scene where, like, her team is just seated around and nothing is happening. Though it was actually funny this time when um, they were seated around like that. And Phaedra's assistant called Candy to set up a dinner date. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Who used to do that in um, Real Housewives of New York? Or was it New York? Oh, it was... It was either Ramona or Sonia that like had assistants. Make, or Jill, maybe? I feel like Jill was on like the receiving end of something from someone. Like maybe they would have like an maybe it was Sonia like who would have an assistant like make the plans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that. That's a good uh, thing you noticed. I, I didn't pick up on that. Well, because the like, Candy didn't really like dwell on it, but like whoever was holding the phone, like her friend, what's her mm-hmm. name, like was was making funny faces about it, and I was like, I'm on your team. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Matt eventually does show up to the, the cigar shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they have that whole sit down and all that jazz. Yeah, that, I just don't know what to make of this whole, like, why does Kenya keep pretending to have relationships on this show? I, yeah, I need that entire relationship to be over because it makes no sense. And I just want, like, Kenya to, like, have another storyline. Like, that's not a fake boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess the episode ends with the sit down. Between Phaedra and Candy. Which in itself was pretty boring. Yeah, like, yeah. Because there wasn't any big moments. And it was kind of like they were joking a little bit, but then also they didn't resolve, like, their issues at all. And they just wanted to call each other liars and... I'm not really on either one of their side. Right. I, like... I think they're both wrong. Agree. I think they've just come to, like, a halt and they don't know where to go from here. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. The part where Phaedra said, maybe I loved you more than Apollo. Mm. 
Do you think they yeah. ever? No. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's Candy. It's Candy and Portia, not Candy and Phaedra. And then we did get a quick flashback scene of uh, Nini and her Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein wig. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that oh. iconic look. Sad. <laughs> uh, anything else in Atlanta you want to discuss? No, let's go over to Sir. Maybe. Okay. There's a lot to discuss in, Ooh, at Sir. This was. This is it's like a weird season. Like I don't love the season, but but, but like, the individual episodes I enjoy. This was like it was almost like Stasi's homecoming in a way. Do you know what I mean? I know, but like not. It wasn't a return to form, though. It was a, a failed a, an attempt. attempt to return to form, but like we're so past the point where she should be returning to that form that it didn't work. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. But I did like at the beginning her initial return to Sir because I like when she acts like she owns Sir. Yeah, it's like she's she's one of the owners, like a partner. She like sweeps in, sits at the bar, orders a wine and some fried goat cheese balls. And then, like, orders some to go. And then, hours later, she's still there with the wine. Like, walking in, out back. Sitting in the, in the backyard. Yeah, the backyard. <laughs> um, and in case you missed it, on our Twitter account, re, we uh, retweeted some of Alex's investigative reporting. He tweeted some pictures of the fried goat cheese balls that were pulled from the Yelp user reviews of Sir. And they were not great looking <laughs> photos. They were yeah. like meant to like ridicule Sir. And then Sir responded by saying, thanks for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Lala in the back with Katie when they were arguing, when she was like, what do you want me to finger you to make you forget? I was like, oh my <laughs> God, Lala, you are disgusting. Um, <laughs> but like Stasi being at Sir was to ask, Brittany permission permission to have Jax on uh what's her podcast, her podcast called it's called like straight up with Stassi straight up with Stassi yeah yeah um and I thoroughly enjoyed the scene when they were recording well I thoroughly enjoyed the scene where Lisa was trying to convince Brittany not to not to let Jax do the podcast oh yeah that's a good point like her that little executive producer coming in to stir the pot and the, like their two accents in the conversation together is the freakiest thing well like when she was making britney uh say the specials and like she's like stumbling <laughs> through it and she's like okay but now you need to say it like as if you're trying to sell the specials uh I, britney is my number one right now i know you've said that last week i know i just love every scene with her um, let's move over to straight up with Stassi recording in okay. that weird little bar, which was actually really cute. I know. She usually records it at her apartment. So maybe that was like the, the terms they couldn't meet at her apartment, but like are Jackson Stassi going to get back together? Is that a thing? No, I think the word on the street is there might be a Jackson Britney spinoff. Yeah. In Kentucky. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, the best part about the straight up with Stassi recording is when Stassi was talking about how Jax is a sociopath <laughs> and then she went through the, she diagnosed everyone in the group and she said, Sandoval is a narcissist. Kristen has borderline personality disorder. Ariana has a superiority complex. Katie has anger management issues. Sheena is a hypochondriac and I myself am an alcoholic, is what she said. I would say it sounds like she has the least of the problems. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought the Katie has uh, anger management issues thing was mm-hmm. maybe not untrue. Yeah, but Sassy also had like some anger this episode. Like she was like freaking out over in like the talking head. She said she not apologizing to Lala is like Charles Manson's victims apologizing to him. <laughs> like. I mean, we're going to get to it a little bit during the whole blowout fight near the end, but like... They were being... So unreasonable. The the one brain crew the was... The three witches was, of West Hollywood. <laughs> which they called themselves that. Yeah. Um, were being so crazy this episode. Yeah. And Stassi especially, and she, this season has been low-key so far. I know, she's been like just sitting on the... Sidelines, which the makes me think what we heard from the quote about Lala leaving and like how Stassi sort of replaced her. Yeah. I think like Stassi actually did replace her and the producers were sort of like now Pushing get in her. there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we eventually do get to that birthday party which is a double surprise party for Shay and Carter. Yeah, but it's not really a surprise party as Tom Sandoval pointed out. Because they were each told that it was going to be a surprise birthday for the other guy. And let me say, I think I'm warming to Tom Sandoval. Okay. Get out <laughs> so of here. After, like, last week, I thought his reaction to the Orlando thing was, like... Heartwarming? More genuine <laughs> than, like, a lot of people's. Then, this week, his thing about, like, they kept on going back to him, and he kept on going, yeah, but it's not a surprise birthday party. Well, I thought that was really funny. Mm-hmm. And usually, he's not, he hasn't been funny in the past few years. Well, on a somewhat related note, I found myself on Ariana's team during the kerfuffle that transpires at this party. When she climbed out of the pool like a mermaid? Yeah. <laughs> um, so to explain the fight, um, she, all the three witches are angry at Sheena for half-heartedly apologizing to Lala during the sit-down with Ariana, Lala, Katie, and Sheena. Which, like... Sheena was just like, I'm sorry if I did anything, like, if I said anything that's not true, mm-hmm. or blah, blah, blah. Like, it wasn't like kissing the ring of Lala by any means. Right. But Katie reported back to the uh, the other two girls as if, like, she committed the ultimate crime. Tequila Katie. Yeah. I mean, we, we really need Pete to weigh in on this to get the other side, because I'm not on Katie's side for this. Right, either am I. Um... Surprise party, though. They, like, filled a... It looked... The house they were in looked so scary. Not, like, scary, but just, like, not nice. It was... The party was, like, not a party I would imagine for people in their (laughs) mid-30s. Yeah, it was just, like, this weird backyard that had a pool, but it didn't, like, have any green space around the pool at all. There were no trees. Yeah, it was, like, fence yeah so it was just like really really sunny the entire time which is probably why they all got like so wasted Mm. because they were in the sun drinking yeah not cool they were filling like baby pools up with tequila they didn't have enough ice um so should we talk about stassi's well one last thing we'll talk about stassi's twitter meltdown Mm -hmm. my one last moment from the episode that i loved was Brittany not knowing what a sociopath is? And then she reads the definition on her phone and she says, well, that's not the worst thing. It's not the end of the oh world. <laughs> like, she clearly didn't even understand what she just read. I don't think she can read. No, she read it from her phone. I was, I was joking. 
She did it. Okay, so Stasi. Uh, so apparently the fans, like, understandably, were, like, dragging Stasi, Kristen, and Katie. On Twitter. On Twitter as this was airing. So Stasi tweeted, lesson number one, don't agree to go up to people to talk after six hours of drinking in the sun. Lesson two, be, fi- be fake so that I could get a good edit. And she also said, been crying for over an hour. I'm sorry for how this played out tonight. And then she said, I thought I w- was thick-skinned and tough. I'm not. I'm having a mental, emotional, everything breakdown. Please, everyone stop. And there was also one tweet that I didn't catch where she said she was, like, suicidal or something. Yeah. Um, I do want to say... I, if it's Team Stassi on Twitter and Team People coming at her, I'm going to say I'm Team No One here. Yeah, but I do want to say, like, it's not cl- it's not clear as you're watching the episode, unless, like, you, you think about the deeper level of it. Like, it's pretty obvious that she and the other girls were, like, wasted. But they weren't slurring. So if you're just, like, watching it casually, you may not pick up on that so much. Well, yeah, but, like, by the time she was sobbing on the bathroom floor, it's, like, yeah, she's, like, so wasted. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I don't think the fans coming at her realized that she was just drunk. Like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't, like, a coherent fight that was going on. Right. Um, Like, as I'm watching this, I was like, why are you, like, amping, like, why are you hamming it up and, like, amping up this, like, fight? Like, you're drunk. Just, like, shut up. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, everyone was, like, so offended. They were like, the bullies are coming after Sheena. But, like, Sheena, like, came off well. I thought this Yeah, episode. Sheena came off fine. And Ariana came off, like, the best of all the girls. I'm never Team Ariana. I know, I'm not Team Ariana, but, like, she... I, I'll admit it when she was, like... I don't even think sensible. I'll even admit it when she's sensible. <laughs> okay. Um, anything else you have to say on Vanderpump? No. Okay. So it's time for Beverly Hills, then. Okay. 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 We're a few episodes in. This is not a great season, but at least it's better than last season. We're getting a little more interesting stuff. Like, I'm very interested in this whole storyline with the um, Harry Hamlin daughters. Hamlin sisters. They are getting their own joint confessionals this year, which, like, we don't see a lot in Beverly Hills. Mm -mm. Not since Pandora, and I don't think we've had some of those for years. And, like, a joint confessional is very, like, twins from New Jersey. Yeah, it's very tit for tat. It's very interesting because they're, like, they're, like, playing off of each other because they're, like, sisters who nag at each other, which is very interesting to watch. And the also, I, I commented on this while I was watching it. Don't they look like completely different humans from when they first popped onto the scene like a year or two years ago? Well, yeah, but like think about like think about Bella and Gigi. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's like Lisa saw what was going on and was like, "Let's get you girls." <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I don't like the blonde one was not blonde until this year. I want to say. Which one's the blonde one? The the model one. Um, Amelia. Uh, Amelia. Yeah. And then Delilah Bell is the other one. Yeah. Um. I f- like as 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 they aired the first confessional, I was like, Ugh, I'm not into this. But by the end of the episode, I was converted. I was a little. Oh my god, you're a you're a little like Bell Gray. I was a little. <laughs> I was a Bell of the Ball. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, but I felt. Did you feel bad for Sophia? Not a star. Sophia Get her out of that. Kyle's shot. Kyle's daughter had to like Moping go along around. with on this like little on trip. The high line. <laughs> and then it came out that she's like 
they were like really proud of themselves for like walking the high line because they're both afraid of heights get a life get a grip get a life and get also over what it. is this is this the, like the real house of new york or is it beverly hills because this was all in new york henny henny if if you're gonna be in my city i want to see dorinda walk by with yeah. her daughter yeah you don't show up to new york without kissing the ring of ramona singer get yourself <laughs> up to boutique <laughs> Um, yeah, we're losing it right now. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Dorit. Dorit? Was, Still don't like her. Here's what I have to say. Dorit was cast because Lisa demanded a friend in order to return to the show. Yeah, I would say that too. Because Dorit slid into the series in the pocket of Lisa Vanderpump. I like nothing about her. I don't like the scenes at her house. Her house confuses me. Um, I don't like PK. We'll get to that later. I just don't like... I, I don't, don't like her scenes with the kids. I don't like her shopping with Lisa. I don't like her army of nannies. I was like, you're... It's a house of cards. This is a house of cards even bigger than Phaedra Parks. Oh my god. And more fragile. Um, We're going to see it crumble in a year, folks. Can, can we talk about... Lisa holding Harrison in the interstitials. Like, you know when they're, like, yeah, Jiggy's old Jiggy's old spot. What are you wearing to the Jiggy's over party? But, like, it's actually sad because Jiggy's actually, like, almost over. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, like, how, long, is, how long has this been on? Like, it's been on, what, we're, like, on year five, six, seven of this it's show? It's, like, six or seven, yeah. Like and Jig wasn't a spring chicken when this premiered. Right, he's been dropped on his face one too many times. <laughs> Ken will take care of him. No, but I mean like Ken can't save him from you know who. <laughs> the Grim Reaper. <laughs> yeah. that's who I was talking about. Uh, but at least we got Harrison now, I guess. Um, Eileen. <gasps> mom. Mom. This was a really touching. Really episode sad. For her. When she was going through the list of people that have died, like eight, in two years, eight or nine people in two, like all like like relatively close immediate people, immediate family, like sisters or like brother in law or maybe mother, like one cousin. Yeah, scary, sad. Yeah, and she's oh, it broke my heart when she said that she was embarrassed, like to tell her therapist when people died, as if it was her fault, as if the grim Re- as if she was the grim reaper. It also broke my broke my heart when her son was like laughing about it. Oh, he was like, oh, "You really thought I was sad or something?" When they were at his at, at her mom's grand, house, yeah, the grandmother's house. What a little shit. Yeah, I, I, you know, I give him the benefit of the doubt though, because it's like awkward to be being filmed. Yeah, when you're a little situation. kid. Yeah, he's not a little kid, but he's like a teen. Yeah. So. Sure. To know how to respond properly to this is probably not in his, like, Agreed. deck of sure. cards, you know? There was a little bit of Gigi Hadid promo and yeah. Yolanda promo. Ooh, 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 ooh. My best, my favorite, ooh, my, favorite ooh, line, my favorite line from this episode. I want to reach out to Yolanda, but unfortunately I fucked that out. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Ooh. do you think Yolanda's mad that, like, in the early days of Gigi's career, she never got the, like, the confessionals, like... Amelia Bedelia and Delilah sure, love know, someone tonight. I've gotten. Listen, I want to say, Rena might be like pushing this whole, this whole river along but too far. 
But that might not be the way. Right? Do the, you remember when Avery Singer was supposed to be the next top model? The way might be like, here, like in the background, let me get up in this gig. Because like, you know how Kendall Jenner like struggles with her fame mm-hmm. and like the model career? Mm-hmm. When we were, but when we had that moment, I also like thought about how much I miss. I didn't miss last year's storyline, but I did miss Yolanda saying like Haushin Maushin. <laughs> yes. uh, but the the Hamlin daughters are going to get their own spinoff. I can feel it. I can feel it. Not like show spinoff, but like life spinoff. No, they're going to get like the, I've never met a president like Hamilton. No, but that's a recipe for failure. Like, if they get a spinoff, they're not going to become supermodels. I know, but they'll like be reality, like dumb reality girls, and that will Uh, be enough. Um, you know, now that I'm like looking back on this episode, there were like a lot of great moments. Like what else, Dan? Uh, when I mean, last episode we asked, like, we were like, yes, give us more Erica Jane, like. Preparing for her music video tour, dancing, act, mm-hmm. whatever she's gonna do, and we got more of it, and I loved that scene. I'm glad that the producers like went back and recut some yes. scenes for <laughs> us. <laughs> queen edited this episode. Um, that montage of like all the women talking about how Harry Hamlin will help them like fix things around the house. Oh yeah, and Lisa was, like, said something weird. And she's like, Harry Hamlin can like. Come fix my plumbing. Uh, Lisa Renick said, not only get in line with the ladies, get in line with all the men. Everyone needs a piece of Harry Hamlin. <laughs> mm. um, but let's talk about, are we, can we talk about the white party? Because we have a non-Kyle Richards white party. Okay. So. But we don't even get to go to the white party. We but go we, get, we go to the pregame at Pump. <laughs> Game. I've never been to that area of pump with the mir- with like the mirrors or the pictures. Yeah, I don't know where that was. As as a prior pump uh, visitor, <laughs> um, Kyle takes the opportunity to tell everyone that they just cast Alicia Silverstone in TV Land's American Girl as her mom. As her mom, she says Alicia Silverstone from Clueless, which is like <laughs> a little bit of a drag. Yeah, even though like. In the public's mind, like, but can she you is from Clueless. Can you like, name anything else she's been in? Can I? Yeah. She was in... A video of her, like, bird feeding her child. No, but she was also in that, like, one, one of those, like, horror movies, like, something Crush. Okay, so like, you Alyssa, have a, di- you have a like, difficulty. Alyssa, I don't know, like, Alyssa Milano was in like the sequel or the prequel. One of my favorite roles of Alicia Silverstone is her snubbing Elizabeth Hasselbeck during Rosie O'Donnell's reign on The View. Oh my god, yes, after, I remember that. After Rosie and Elizabeth got into a fight like during Hot Topics, Alicia showed her allegiance to Rosie and snubbed Elizabeth. Mm. That's why you listen to Come Through Queen for those deep cuts. As a quick aside though, <laughs> did you notice that The View holiday greeting had the dream team panel like wishing us a happy holidays not paul ferris like jedediah sunny sarah joy whoopee oh like the final episode before the holidays yeah well no like they had like it wasn't the episode it was like something that they taped separate oh. from that well because yeah. we're right it's the dream team you can go crazy too <laughs> uh, uh... So it seems like this whole white party, pre-party kerfuffle is going to 
play out over the next few episodes? Well, yeah. So I guess like someone says, PK says something like saucy to Lisa, and then Erica's like, "That's not nice." And then like they're like, "Oh, it's like a British joke." And then Erica's like, "Let's get fake." British accents start insulting people too, and then it goes on. Gone. You're an American. What are you talking about? You're born in Connecticut. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah, and like literally, Dorit, a message to you: Do not come for Erica Jane unless she sends for you. I know she's barking up the wrong tree right now. Speaking of barking up the wrong trees, um, Lisa Vanderpump went barking up Erica's tree, which led to our next yeah. disaster. So it was something like dumb about Kyle's underwear. And then... Erica's not wearing underwear. Erica's not wearing underwear. And PK's being a creep. PK was such a... Ugh. What does PK even stand for? Pretty creepy. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like the, it, the episode ended with him being a creep. Well, yeah, they like had a little powwow session like the next day. Like, ooh. Yeah. Is her... Is, Erica's goodies, like, up for grabs, or blah, blah, blah? Though, in the preview for next week, I'm really excited to see some um, Lisa Renna at QVC. And another Escape the Room episode. And another Escape the Room episode. Though, this Escape the Room looks more fun. Yeah. It looked, like, spooky. Did you notice the Celebrity Apprentice commercial during this episode of Beverly Hills? No, because I had to watch this episode on my computer. Okay, so, they tailor-made... A Celebrity Apprentice commercial for this airing of Beverly Hills that featured, for the most part, Kyle and Portia and, like, fighting with each other. <gasps> no Boy George? Like, Boy George's face was, like, flashed on the screen, but it was, like, a Kyle-Portia montage, really. What were they fighting about? I don't know. It was, like, a whirlwind. Oh, my God. You couldn't really tell. But it Team seems Portia. like... It seems as though they both are going to last for a little while. Oh, good. Yeah. That's just a quick little note. Uh, so is that it for Beverly Hills? Yeah. Should we take a quick break and then go to our deep dive? Yeah. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Family Stone. All right. We are back with the deep dive of Family Stone. We just fresh off of watching it. Yeah. This is Dan's seventh time watching it. No. Set, I would say seven to like nine times. And this is your like I watch it like seven to nine times a year. <laughs> and it's been out for 11 years. So the math is we're very close to 100. Yes. Um, what do you think this go round? You had a lot of comments. <laughs> I mean, it's a very complicated movie. So even after these multiple viewings, I still have questions. Uh, like, why is Diane Keaton wearing a collared shirt in bed? Yeah, at all times, morning, noon, and night. Also, can I note, just note, we're drinking a nice little festive mm. cider. Cider in, with whiskey, a hot cider. In a um owl. An owl mug. An owl mug. It's very nice. Yeah. So, um, before the show, we solicited some questions from some viewers, and I wanted to go through okay. just a few like comments that people left, because people have a lot of opinions about this movie. Sure. It's a very controversial movie. So Alex Goldberg had a list. Oh my God. He's making a list and checking it twice (laughs) to bring us down. Exactly. So he said, I love this movie because number one, it allows me to express my disdain for SJP in a healthy way. Mm. Number two, it blatantly lumps all minorities into one 
Deaf gay man in interracial relationship adopting. Number three, Diane Keaton doing angry, tearful ASL, also throwing a fork, or after throwing a fork. Number four, weird pseudo sibcest, which means like sibling incest. Which actually, Diane Keaton has a lot of movies with similar. Sibcest? Not not sibcest, but like where somebody in a family comes into the movie with someone but leaves with, but then someone else has that person. Okay. And then where was I? Number five, the Judy Garland scene, which I'm going to get to a little later when I play a game of care, don't care with Dan. Mm. Um, And then number six, I'm gay, is what he said. But also, I'm gay. Well, that's the reason why he likes the movie. (laughs) These are the reasons. Yes. That's a solid list. I think those are some of the highlights of this movie, actually. And he said his favorite character is Rachel McAdams sloshing the bowl of cereal. Do you you know what the scene... I don't really remember the bowl of cereal. I just... You were looking down when that scene happened earlier. See, I more notice her constantly carrying a big coffee cup. Mm-hmm. Um, so, friend to the show, P of P's Corner. Um, unfortunately, he couldn't be with us tonight. No, he's in Lake George ATM. Um, but he said, talk about the other sister that nobody pays attention to. Oh my god, the one who just woke up from a coma on Grey's Anatomy. Yes. I. There's more on her later yeah. when I go through my official ranking of Family Stone characters. Yeah. We uh, we were going to do a ranking as a team, but I thought it would be better for Brendan to give us his ranking. As the number one authority on, on this movie. Um, Randy Stone, who we just saw this weekend, said... Of the Stones. Yeah, she, she is a member of the family. She said, I am more than happy to dissect SJP's racist aggressions on air just let me know when to call in unfortunately we don't take live callers yeah um and she didn't send ours corner in time so yeah maybe next year yes and then um this is we're we're gonna go into a game of care don't care that was actually specifically asked for by um dan's mom laura von bergen (laughs) (laughs) not my actual mom but my mom of this past weekend so while we were watching the movie i was sort of taking notes and thinking of things that I could ask you. So we're just okay. going to go down a quick list. Time right now? Yeah. Okay, great. And we're going to say, care or don't care. Okay. So, Luke Wilson in sweatpants giving Meredith coffee. Uh, I think that's his best scene, so I care. I, like, I think this was, like, part of my early gay awakening. <laughs> <laughs> no, this movie came out, this movie came out, like, the year before I came out. It came out the year after I came out. Yeah, and I'm not saying it was, like, a reason that I came out, but it was definitely, like, one of the early images after I came Mm -hmm. out where I was like, oh, now that I'm out, I can be like, this makes me feel happiness. Okay. Um, uh, Strata and and the fact that Everett is allergic to mushrooms and SJP doesn't know. Okay. I care... But I have a lot to say about this. And I actually go and say I was commenting this during the movie. (laughs) So this is a great segue. Uh, One of my like questions about the movie is like, how long have uh, SJP and Everett been together? And it seems as though it's less than one year, which is interesting for it to be for her to be celebrating the Christmas with the family and Mm -hmm. also meeting them for the first time. Like that combination is very interesting. You also pointed out, though, that they might be in their, like, 40s, so they might be... Yeah, or, like, late rush. 90s, so, like, let's let's get this over with. Yeah. We need... Let's get I didn't up in mean, this gig. I meant late 30s. Did I say late 90s? Yeah, you said late 90s. 
Um, okay. But yeah, they might. That's might be a reasoning. Right, so it could that. be a rush job. I mean, I, th- I think the premise of the movie is that they're all like kind of in their thirties, other than Rachel McAdams. But like the actual aging of these actors, like SGP and Everett, were like early forties at this point. Right. But anyway, um, regarding the Strata and the mushrooms, Strata. Uh, there's probably cheese in it, so I can't eat that. Which is a related note to Everett being allergic to the mushrooms. The fact that SJP does not know Everett is allergic to the mushrooms truly boggles my mind as an allergic person. Because there must have not been an allergic person in the writer's room. Because that comes up, surprisingly, very quickly in a relationship when you're dating someone. Like, my cheese allergy frequently frequently would come up on the first date and if not the first date by the second date i know but like if you look at the exposition of this movie it's obvious that she didn't spend a lot of time paying attention to everett and i think that's where we can explain it away she was so self-absorbed at the beginning of this movie that she wouldn't notice something as little as a mushroom allergy like when do you ever come across a mushroom i never eat a mushroom i eat a mushroom almost every morning we have a mushroom scramble Almost every morning. I don't like the taste of mushrooms. Mushrooms are delicious. Um, But, like, if you're going out to a restaurant, you need to bring up your allergies, like... I know, but she was probably on her phone doing the thing with the finger. (laughs) Clearing her throat. Clearing her throat. While... And she was listening to whoever was on the phone, her accountant, wherever she was, and that's whenever it was ordering. So she didn't get it all those times. And they've only been together for, like, less than a year. I'm on team Family Stone writer on this one. I'm not. Okay. (laughs) That was was quite the detour, so let's return to care or don't care. Um, The next one is the original dinner party from hell slash when Diane Keaton threw the fort. Oh my god. That's like the best scene of the movie, so I definitely care about that. Yeah. It's also like the peak of their mental illness, I would say. You mean like of the family being like horrible? Yes. (laughs) Well, yeah, because a lot of people, a lot of the criticism about this movie is that like, this family is sort of horrible. Well, also, not only is that family horrible, but the fact that Julie sits and stays at the dinner table after her sister runs out. Julie, who has never met a soul in this whole entire family. I know, but it could have been very much like Kyle Richards, like, what if Kim were to run out of a party? Kyle would probably sit and stay. I mean, Julie should have ran after her sister. Especially after she was, like, driving to a tree. She could hear that. I know, but Ben played the, like, Brandy Glanville in this thing. <laughs> okay. We're really tying it into like, our normal it's like It's queen. like the actual dinner party from hell when Kyle goes in the limo with the all other girls at the end and shoes mm. Kim away. Yeah. See? These things are based in some sort of reality. Okay, continue. Um, My favorite scene, probably, which, so I'll tell you I care about this, but O'Malley's. Uh, the bar. Yeah, I care about it just because it's, like... SJP's transitional point. Yes, and also we get hold the phone, Brad. Your favorite. Brad Stevenson. <laughs> um, and then we get her dancing to, and it's all right, and it's gonna know that I'm gonna get right back to where oh, I don't stop about. singing, we're gonna like pay someone. <laughs> so you you care, but not I care. Really. I care, but like not nearly as much as other parts. Okay. The goddamn scene when they're walking and talking about the totem pole. Oh my god, don't care about that totem pole or their love. Yeah, oof. Um, what about the monologue where SJP and Ben are in the car 
and he said he had a dream. Well, he had already told her he had the dream, but then he goes to describe the dream, and he's talking about how he's the snow and she's a shovel, and she scooped him up. Um, I know you care about this, but I don't care about it either. I mean, once they swap wives, I'm like checked out for both relationships. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, I'm more focusing on Rachel McAdams becoming a woman at, at that point. What about the Judy Garland montage when it shows when the Judy Garland song is playing and it shows like all of the different people in the family like doing their own little ritual about to go to bed before it's Christmas morning? I don't care about that either. God, you have no heart. Um, what about when they're opening presents and then they open the pictures and Diane says to Rachel, it's you and me, kid. I care about that. So you do sort of have a heart. <laughs> I have a diamond heart. Oh my god. What about <laughs> the big chase scene after that? That's a little like... It's kind of like... I don't... It's a little... Well, I like when like the Shrata part is happening, but not the actual, like, the two guys chasing each other. But, like, Filene's basement. Yeah, which... Rest in peace. No, I think... I think the original one closed, but I think all of the others are still around. Maybe. Because the original one closed when I was living in Boston. Okay. But that's actually another good point I wanted to make. This movie has so many, like, little, like, nudges to Boston. When mm. when the uh, sister who doesn't matter walks in and she's like, make way for ducklings. Then when all the shopping bags are from Copley Place. Yeah. Attention to detail. I, 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 well, maybe you pick this up on your 90th watch um it's, it's like a, it's like a it's like a third watch okay no it's actually funny side note when we were talking about this or thinking about this today it occurred to me i was like has dan seen the movie more than once like at my apartment last year well that'd be crazy for last year because like last year when we watched it together as a family like it was a chaotic drunken mess well, that's not our fault. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> that um, is friends the, to the show. The George Wells' sistren. Wait, and <laughs> Alex. <laughs> Alex and one-time popular girl, Allie Churchwell, got into a fight in front of my apartment and got had to hide in my apartment's vestibule from a woman who they picked a fight with. Yeah. Sad. Family Stone bringing people together. So what's the next Sorry. part on the care or don't care? Um, I already know you won't care, but the Julie and Everett bus scene at oh, the yeah, don't end. Care. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't even understand it. Like she says, she she stopped the bus and she's like, say, she, "What are you doing for New Year's?" Yeah, and then she gets back on the bus to go back to Bedford. These people are all crazy. Okay. I mean, I love this. I love this movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm not coming in to this as like you a really hater. you really came that way. I'm not coming in as a hater, but like. This, the two sisters and two brothers, like, what? Like, I can't even wrap my head around it. I think that's, I mean, like, that's the thing most people, like, say about this movie. But, like, how do you see past this, Brendan? It's a movie. This okay. kind of shit happens in movies all the time. Okay. Like I said, there's, like, ten Diane Keaton movies you can point to where this exact plot okay, okay, okay. Okay, what about when Diane Keaton says, it's snowing? Uh, I care because I like when it's snowing. Yeah, and then that's like that signals her death. Um, oh spoiler God. alert. <laughs> um, and then next Christmas. Mm. Do I care about next Christmas? Yeah, yes. I care because that's when Rachel McAdams becomes a woman. She looks like a completely different human, thanks to Brad Stevenson. 
Thank you, Brad Stevenson. And that's a perfect transition into my official ranking. Okay, so we're going to start from the bottom to the top? Yes, started from the bottom. And now we're here. And now we're here. Okay. So the worst character. And -hmm. I included everyone in the family and some of the... I guess only a couple of the side players. I guess everyone who ends up in the family at the end. Yeah. In-laws and fam. Yes. The absent father. Oh, uh... Susanna's Yeah, the guy who shows up for one scene. For obvious reasons. Why wasn't he with his family? He was probably with a mistress somewhere. Yeah. Um, Second is Susanna's daughter. The shoe queen? (laughs) The shoe fetish queen. Which you found on Instagram tonight. (laughs) Oh yeah, she is now like an Instagram... I I don't want to say an Instagram thought, but she's an Instagram... Teen. Teen. Um, Probably like... She's at this point, I'm sure she's like late teens, if not 20. Yeah, she's at USC. Um, she graduated in 2018. Okay. That's what her profile said. Yeah, so she's probably like 20 or something. Yeah. The, the third worst is Susanna herself. Because, like, what was the point of that family even being around? Like, should they have not invited Susanna? <laughs> well, what was your thing you were saying? Like, there was people who think that she was the in-law? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like, I read something. Someone's, like, little family stone recap online. About how she's a little flirty with Ben. Like when she's when Ben's like, oh, where's the husband? And, and she's like, oh, I don't know. Where is he? Like, well, I mean, that wouldn't necessarily be too far-fetched in this movie. Yeah, I know. Except like, all the other shenanigans going you on. You never know. Okay, the next is Meredith. Wait, what number are we at? We're, this is the them? fourth worst. Okay. Um, I didn't... I'll, I'll number them when we put them online. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Meredith before O'Malley's. Pre-O'Malley's, okay. Which you said I am Meredith pre-O'Malley's. I mean, sometimes you're Meredith post-O'Malley's. We'll see how far she... <laughs> after, the, after the side. Yeah, so this is, this is like the, this is the ranking tool that I made up tonight. Mm. Pre and post-O'Malley's. Okay. Um, the next is Julie. Oh, that's pretty low. Yeah. Because of the totem to- pole. Yeah, give me nothing. Next is Everett. Totem pole. The two of them belong together on the ring. Um, the next is King Gus. <laughs> the gay couple's baby. Ranks <laughs> higher than, than like six people who have speaking roles. I, well, and he was only in one scene. And because he seems like a lovely child, so I didn't want to put him too low. But then I didn't want to put him in like the tops of the tops because like... I, I have a question. Are you ranking him worse than Nameless Baby, or does Nameless Baby not make the ranks? Nameless, <laughs> Nameless Baby does not make the ranks. Okay. That was... I forgot that baby was even around in that last scene. <laughs> and I've seen it 99 times. Um, then, uh, Sybil. Really? Why is she the worst? Because she was really mean. <laughs> <laughs> she was I mean, really the mean. Ring, the ring thing? The ring, I mean, the ring didn't mean nothing. Um, next is Amy. Okay. Next is but, Amy, just because she was really mean. Okay. Then it's Thad and Patrick. Thad and then Patrick, because Thad was meaner than Patrick. Yeah. Um, and then it's Meredith after the O'Malley's. Okay. <laughs> um, and then we're going. We're about to be in top three. We're okay, in top, top three. three? Okay. Yeah. And I have some thoughts from. Your mom, Laura Von Bergen, about so the next one. My mom. The listeners are going to be so confused. Okay, on Saturday, you kept on going, where's my mom? Where's my mom? <laughs> no, because it was like, 
You know how the teens call their faves mom? Yeah. So the next is Kelly or Coach. And this is yeah, what Coach. this Christy is Nelson. This is what Laura Von Bergen had to say okay. about Coach in G Chat today. Mother. They try to portray Sybil as the emotional heartbeat of the family. No. <laughs> Who goes into the end to apologize to Julie? Mm. Who goes with Everett to find his true love? Mm. Who gets high with Ben and has a heart to heart? Who cups Diane Keaton's breast cancer surgery <laughs> star scar? Coach is the heartbeat of the family. Who makes sure his Susanna is okay with when her deadbeat husband isn't there on Christmas? And for some reason, that's the one in most caps. And then she said, I'm not wrong, Brendan. Acknowledge me. Well, I do want to say, Mom, that uh, the fact... You know, we talked about this near the end of the movie. The fact that Craig T. Nelson, coach, is hosting Christmas again, I thought it was a little weird because, like... For him to be hosting it implies that, like, he has to worry about, like, putting dinner together, blah, 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 like, cleaning the house. I know, but it seems like... it would be easier for Suzanne to host. It seemed like everyone was sort of chipping in on that last scene. Yeah. You know, like, they were all putting up the tree together. Well, they were making Patrick cook everything for most of the movie. Meredith cooked Strata. (laughs) I I am well aware. (laughs) Um, okay. so number two. Ben. He was never mean to Meredith. And he was an all-around nice guy and yep. did not sleep with his brother's girlfriend. Do you think he actually slept on the floor? Well, they slept in the car together. And then I don't know at what point mm, they got transition. from the car to the yeah. house. Um, and then the best of the best is Brad Stevenson. <laughs> I agree. Brad is a king. When he's, when he's standing at the door just going, Amy, 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 Amy. Yeah. Yeah. And he saves people for a living. For so, like, each time I watch this movie, I think he has a different job. Like, for some reason, a memory of mine is, like, that he works for FedEx. Then a memory of mine is that he's, like, a cop. And then he's actually, like, an ambulance worker. Yeah, you're not a true scholar. So then, um, just, if, we're gonna close this portion out with just a few... Comments? Um, fuck, Mary kill? Oh, fuck, Mary kill, yeah, yeah. And then if you have any more, like, closing thoughts, we okay, can go yeah, into sure. those. Um, so these are from Laura Von Bergen again. Okay. <laughs> Your mother. Um, fuck, Mary kill, Sybil, Meredith, and Julie. Mary, Sybil. Wait, Sybil, Meredith, and Julie. Okay. Kill Julie. I would... Fuck... <laughs> Meredith, marry Julie, and kill Sybil because she's going to die soon anyway. I would kill Julie and then marry Sybil. For your one year marriage? Yeah. Okay. Or no, maybe I'd marry Meredith. I don't know. Um, oh, say, same question with Coach Ben and Everett. Okay. Uh, Coach Ben and Everett. I would... Kill Ben, fuck Everett, and marry Coach since he's the heartbeat of the family. I could go that way, but I would also want to marry Ben. He's a dope. <laughs> he's number two in the ranking. He's such a dope. Um. Okay, so same question with Brad Stevenson, Thad, and Patrick. Brad Stevenson, Thad, and Patrick. Kill Thad, because mm-hmm. he's such a mopey mope. 
He's not a mopey mope. Like, he got all mopey at the kitchen table. I mean, the dinner, the like, the dining room table. He was being attacked. Fuck Patrick and Mary Pratt Stevenson. I would have the same things as you, but I don't think that that's a mope. I just think that Patrick is more attractive to me personally. So you're going to do what? Do the same as you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, uh, let me see. There was just... I know Trang... Uh, chimed in. She said, ugh, that fucking totem pole storyline is the worst. I still don't understand what the hell she's talking about. Ever fell in love with her because of the totem pole, so he may be the worst character. Um, also, Alex chimed in and said, I think it's a shame nobody wanted to, nobody was able to try the Morton family strata. That is a shame. <laughs> um, and then there was one final comment from Jonathan Sevilla, who I went to who I worked at Borders with back in Boston. Mm, um, just like a failed filing's basement. <laughs> First he said, that's not how you make strata, which I don't know about that. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know the strata recipe. Sybil saying, tough shit, wins her the best parent award. Amy is the most relatable version of a hot mess millennial, um, which you said you related to Amy. Well, yeah, I mean, back when I was in my... Well, I saw this movie when I was 20... Two, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And I like viewed her as in her early 20s. So I felt like I, I, I related to her character. I see. Like moping around the house with a cup of coffee. A cup of joe. Yeah. And then um, he also said, Patrick is a waste of a character, which I don't agree with. And then he said, and Ben's boner is so underappreciated. <laughs> which is a more direct way I of saying what we were implying, but I didn't think a boner was involved. So, yeah. I mean... I don't know we, don't, we don't need to go into the dynamics it. of it, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, lovely movie. I hope, hopefully you watch this before listening to this, because this made no sense otherwise. Yeah, if you, if you got this far, then... <laughs> good job. Good job. <laughs> um, so we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with... Our Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. Yeah, so stay tuned. Bye. Alright guys, we are back with the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. The Freak of the Week is... Camila Cabello. For leaving her sisters at Fifth Harmony. For stirring up this crazy week of drama that I've been loving every minute of. To you, we salute, Camila. (laughs) Good luck in your (laughs) solo endeavors working from home. Good luck and don't fuck it up. Um, But more importantly... The one true queen. Who is she? Mother Eileen Davidson. She had a great episode. She's been having a great season. Great season. Looks beautiful. She really, like, from the style from last season to the season, major upgrade. Yes, but also she had a great um, co-starring role with Erica Jane in The Young and the Restless. Yeah, this clip was posted uh, about a week ago, and now it's like impossible to find online, unfortunately. But they have a great scene together where Erica plays a real estate agent who Eileen spills coffee on. Mm-hmm. And Erica like flips out and starts yelling at her, and they get in a little fight. And Erica's like, You know what? Be quiet. You know what? Shut up. You know what? Have a nice day. And then like storms off. You mean Eileen, but yes. Eileen. Yes. Eileen says that. Did I say Erica? Yeah, it's <laughs> oh, okay. <sorry. laughs> uh, so that happens there. 
And that was enough to give her the one true queen. But then today, Eileen posted a blog on uh, the whole issue of Erica at the pre- White party, pre-party. Yes, specifically around like PK saying all that crap he did about her. Yeah. So what she wrote was, uh, now for a complete 180, but it has to be discussed. What did Erica ever do to have her body discussed so crudely? It was obvious she was not intentionally flashing anybody. She was sitting with a napkin over her lap in the company of friends. And even if she were inadvertently exposed for a second... And the right action would have been for PK to let his wife know so she could discreetly tell Erica. And the idiocy of him saying, maybe Erica's bits are available for the world. No, PK. Erica's body is hers. And talking about her like she's an object is not acceptable. Erica is a wife, a mother, and all-around terrific human being. I was shocked by the vulgarity in which PK and Dorit chose to discuss this situation. It's unfortunate that this is how Erica and Dorit are getting to know each other. I like them both. But I was hoping they would they would be close friends. Chances are, dot, dot, dot. Feminist icon Eileen Davidson. Put it beautifully. Truly. Um, I will say my favorite part about last season, which was a snooze, was Eileen and Erica's friendship. And I'm glad that it's keeping on keeping on. Yeah. I like how Erica, I mean, Eileen like seems to be like rejuvenated whenever she's around Erica. It's like a she's like living her best life. Yeah, yeah. Especially that scene together. Oh, my God. I love it. Oh, okay. Eileen Jane. (laughs) (laughs) So before we go, uh, next week, we're going to be recording a little year-end wrap-up episode. Uh, Our favorite moments that we've covered over the past year. But we also want to hear from you as well. Yeah, so let us know your favorite Come Through Queen moments. And we'll be sure to read your comments on the air. So that's our show for this week. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Also, um, please follow us on Twitter and Facebook. As always, submit your questions, thoughts, and everything to us there. And leave a review wherever you can. And that would help us out a lot. You could also email us at comethroughqueen at gmail.com. Uh, if you have a lengthy uh, scoop to give us. Yeah, so where can we find you online, Dan? Uh, I'm at IDK, IDK, and playing Mario Run on my iPhone. Try to challenge my high score. Brendan, where can we find you? Um, I'm at not Brendan. Uh, so, like, comment, subscribe, heart share, retweet. Love us, love us. Please retweet and happy holidays. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. See you next week. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs>
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.